that's really only going to come through for me. I don't know why I had to do that. So. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry. With me this week is Eric, the Whiskey Mutant Smith, and the it's one... Tim Bip. Thank God he cut out. So much of that cut out. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, man. <laughs> but it's Damn okay. It. It's good for the it's, world. It's Damn okay. It. Yeah. That it's was bad enough when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, we also have a third member joining us this week, all the way from Chicago. It is Mr. Matt Rule. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not too much. I'm just here. Uh, you know, it's a little after 11 a.m. here in the Midwest, ready to have some whiskey. Start my weekend right there you with go. you two fellers. There you go. Feeling good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you might know Matt from a few different uh, realms, maybe most notably as Aiden English in the WWE. I uh, I can't remember when was the last year that you wrestled with the WWE. So I mean wrestled because I mean I did about a year and a half, almost two years of commentary, sure. right before I left. So I mean 2020 was when I left. So like I was there for eight years. Gotcha. Uh, most mostly wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So Matt also uh, is now known as Wrestling with Whiskey. Uh, he's got his own podcast. He's got his own Twitch channel as well. Um, playing video games man we've we're gonna get into some video game talk at some point i'm i'm sure as well but i uh, we just got a a very well-rounded renaissance man of a, a guest this this week i would say so yeah i like to wear <laughs> i do i do like i like to wear many hats jack of all trades master of nothing for sure <laughs> i am mastered nothing in my life other than um being a total jackass but you guys watch you know this show so you should be okay with that already hey Um, there you go see zingers that's what i'm a master of the good old-fashioned zinger i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna just take it in stride because i don't have the energy to do otherwise like i don't think that i can argue with you right now just um come on bring it back bring it back well, it's it's the COVID brain. That's what I'm, uh, I'm shocking. Yes, about. yes. So I, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, my wife and I tested positive last week um, as of this episode coming out. So by the time this episode actually drops, we hopefully are pretty much completely on the mend, completely healed and whatnot. But uh, it's not been too bad for me. Unfortunately, Lucy's had a little bit of a rough go at it. But overall, um, I I just hate that Eric and I can't see each other this week. No, I miss Aww. you. It's I it's you weird. Too. It's weird you seeing too. you through through the the screen. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the Especially camera. since it's we're, a screen. Yeah. Very good. It is a screen. <laughs> were you really no. looking for the word there for a moment? Yes, I was. Okay. He actually looks through the camera most of the time and oh. is able to see me. So yeah, he had to. He had to adjust. Whole thing. There. It's this whole thing. You know, maybe I'm a little nervous right now because. You know, you, Matt, are the first person that had me on, like, a podcast slash show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm. it's coming back around now. Now you're, now you're in my world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> I, just, I'm not nervous. I thought I'd let you know that. I'm not it's, nervous that, that was a power move right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only I one I got, trust me. I've been thinking about this recently. What what do you guys consider the ultimate power move? 
like just establishing Ooh. dominance. Oh, that like okay. Not wrestling. Not wrestling. Just like, <laughs> but like, like what? Yeah. What is the thing that just, like you do, and somebody's like, I should not mess with that guy. Pee on their shoes. <laughs> you just pee but, uh, see. I I think like I totally get it, but you're bored. You're this sometimes <laughs> this argument can border on that crazy. Where it's like, yeah, and you I know, get, and I then know, you right? get, I know. Which, which is powerful, which crazy can be a powerful thing. But then in some people's mind, you can switch like, oh, he's just, he needs help. <laughs> yeah, no one, this no poor, me, this poor that's, senile, that's what would happen, you know, 30 yeah. something. Um, yeah. So uh, that's a good question. When, and we, see, you got to be careful with giving me these hypotheticals. I will go on for like an hour to be like, well, <laughs> it could be this, but if you think about it this way, think about it that way. I don't know. For me, I think it's always been, I mean, it's kind of a cliche, but I, th- I think the mo- there's the most power in walking away from something. You know, and whether you, that's very true. You know, yeah. Le- leaving the room, cutting off communication, wh- whatever this, and it kind of, yeah. because it covers all situations. And I think sometimes you, you might just be written off as an asshole, but like, I think in a lot of ways, like people are, wait, what did I do? They start going, what did I do? What, what are they upset? What's going on? They start thinking, now they're thinking all about you. They're thinking about your reaction. Why did you do that? Yeah. Did, did something come up? Did you, are you reacting about something? Whether it's a business meeting, a text, a phone call, whatever, you, you make people wonder and it's all the attention right. is on you. So I don't know. For me, the biggest power move, is sometimes it's not a good idea, but is, is to pull out, walk away, leave the situation. You know, especially without warning, you get a lot of people just thinking and wondering <laughs> why. You ever do that in a match? You just the, <laughs> if it, you just turn around, like, and walk down. Nah, never mind. Screw it. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I did. I guess, but it, only in the sense of the uh, the uh, 1980s walk down the aisle until the baby face comes running at you, grabs you by the back of the neck, and for some reason, I run with you for 50 feet and let you throw me back into the ring and don't fight you any of the time. Yeah, I, I've done that a few times. <laughs> Well, my thought was I uh, eating while on the toilet. <laughs> what kind of show did I agree to come? I on? don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you guys would be like better than me, and you know what I mean. Well, this I mean, is here's, listen, here's the thing. This, this guy brought me on the show. You should have known from the start, like what you were. Well, getting the other, the other thing right, too we're was we're going that blue. That's fine. I was. I was in some ways better for a while and then i did invite eric onto the show, <laughs> this show and he, he lowered something. me to the level of thinking the ultimate power move is somebody eating while they're on the toilet <laughs> so <laughs> that's what i've done to this okay no so, but i want to hear what's what's your rationale okay so like two things one the fact that the sanitary precautions have just been totally thrown out the window and you just say i i'm i'm a man of my own making is one and the other thing too you're basically like inviting the whole process to occur in one go, right? So it's all who's, going who's in. in all who's going in there out. with you? Who's in there with you while this is happening? But it, it's not. It's not that they are seeing you do it. It's the fact that they see you go in and come out from having. <laughs> like you walk done. in with a bag of chips. Exactly, and you and you leave. And you crumble the bag you, up you, and you, you hit them in the face with it as, <laughs> yeah. you, as you walk by. Okay, so that's it's yeah, more I of a. Mess with you it's more of a. It's also more of a self empowerment move. Kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? We're not doing <laughs> yeah. this. This is not performative. It's not for an audience. Exactly. We don't need everybody else to know, but I know that I'm being a boss <laughs> mf'er right now on the can. 
<laughs> while opening this can it's all about and literally confidence. eating it yeah. it's about the confidence <laughs> yes on your resume you know you've got yeah. <laughs> what are your strongest and weakest yeah. attributes well, at least well, once a week, <laughs> I eat a meal, one of my meals on the toilet. It's actually just so I can, you know, regain some sense of control in my life. You've, I just, you know. You've yeah. already made me feel some sort of way the next time I come over to record. If if you have food already, <laughs> I'm going to be a little intimidated. I, but here's the thing. I don't, I, it's not something I do, but just the thought of it is like, you know, that would be a, a true, true power <laughs> move. So you're not just, a powerful person then. Is that what you're telling uh, us? I, you haven't I'm done a, it? I'm, I'm a bit of a pushover. So here, but hey, I have done what? it before. I have done it before, though, I will say. <laughs> Eric, I'll tell then here, next time you, you go over to his house, you go and eat something in his bathroom. That's the real pop. Now we're doing it. Now he knows it's going on. That is, the other people do see it. And you're doing it with your own confidence. So there you go. Play him at his own game. Better be ready. I, I look, I've, I've come at this Perry's, point Perry's to in a, quarantine for five more weeks. He's like, you're not yeah, coming exactly. over to my house. No, yeah. We actually have police tape up around yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the house. So sorry about you, but, uh, we, we've kind of jumped right into this without saying, if you guys want to check us out on social media, you can do so at my bourbon pod and at whiskey mutant and at you, you're at drama King Matt and at wrestling with whiskey. Yeah, pretty much wherever. If you look up either one of those names, you will find my bald face. <laughs> And well, yeah. Uh, if you also want to support the show, it's bourbon shop. Nope, that's not right. It's uh, patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. Matt, do you have a Patreon? Uh, not any longer. Gotcha. Uh, I used to have one with a whiskey, but uh, I moved away from that because I'm just spending too much time on other things. So, too busy. Um, yep. so like I said, just look up those names all over, like I said, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Yeah. Schmickschmack, you know, all platitude, stuff. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Uh, goober, uh, short top, um, only fans saying <laughs> almost coming soon. <laughs> um, in English, feet picks. <laughs> I, I ain't got no shame, <laughs> I and I got no judgment about about what, what you're into. So, heck no, man, you you got the cash, <laughs> money talks, baby. <laughs> so, we normally open the show with either flying blind or sips and snacks. And this week we are doing flying blind, which Eric has provided to both myself and Matt. Yes, indeed. So, I have got this all poured up. We do not know what this is. Um, mm. It's got a really nice color to it, though. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me pour this. So, Eric, this is your, this is your choice. Yes. This is uh, my choice. Um, I tried to get something that I thought both of you may not have had as much to see if you had the same thoughts about it so so let me ask you guys something really quick while we're talking about blinds and um i thought about this the other day have you and i can't think of one for me maybe like once that i came really close have you ever sniffed something like, or nose or tasted something blind where like you were like oh it's this yeah 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 well, what, I, I what was it, it? So it was during um, our buddy ADHD Whiskey's Matt Madness uh, last year, and I just uh, like automatically um, knew that what I was drinking was Old Forester 1910. I mean, mm. like without a shadow of a doubt. Like, That's a strong one. That's a very yeah. I, yeah. I it just jumped right out at me and shot it, and it was 100 percent correct. And I you know I got like five or six extra points just for naming the actual whiskey which was a nice little it felt it felt really nice and like i was actually doing something right yeah, all along move. but uh it is a power move yeah 
That's what this episode. It's going to be called. That's this, a re- yeah. That's a power. Move. Yeah, it's going to be called. This is power moves with the uh, with <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually like straight up blind. Like I did a thing um, with some friends on Instagram uh, where I we had poured ourselves like twelve lines and we'd go through them each day. So I knew I could look at the list and see what choices I had. So I may have got one of those right just because I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's owa or something like that i don't think i've ever straight up just got one not knowing anything yeah i've kind of guessed at it based on like clues like perry's blind to me he's like i'm like is this a rise is this this and eventually got to it but never i don't think i've ever just straight up said i know what this is yeah me neither this is really nice though just just sniffing it mm-hmm. it's I really nice if, i don't know if i can name this it's really peanut buttery though it doesn't it so I haven't tasted it yet. I mean, it, it's like one of those, some you can tell I'm better at sometimes eliminating things. I know it's not right. You know, like I know that can tell the first, I mean, I always, the first thing I always say, I'm like, is it tickle? Cause that's to me, that's, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. that's so strong. That's so, it's so yeah. distinctive at this point. And I'm like, okay, I know it's not that the other one that I can, I can usually pick up pretty well. I'm like, is it, is it a high Rye MGP? Cause again, yeah. I've so many, I've tried so many craft brands that have used that and everything. I have a pretty good sense of that. I'm like, it's not either one of those. It smells really nice, really like a deep, rich sweetness to it. Like I, when I first said, I almost wanted to say it could have been like a finish, some kind of collaboration thing. Cause it's got this really fruity, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. I'm going to taste it. If it is finished. Hmm. I, I would see it maybe being a little like closer to port just yeah. because it does kind of have that dryness yeah. towards the back of the it's, palate. It's, but, it's very drying. It is. But I, I don't like knowing that you don't like finished products that much, Eric. I would be hesitant to say that it is. Yeah, I know. Tasting it, I don't think it is. It's pretty good proof. I mean, this is my first drink of the day, too. So anything. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to taste like. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, what 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 proof do we think it is? I mean, uh, um, off of your initial, what do you think it is? I'm I'm gonna say, Shut it's up, Eric, a... you know what it is. So you you stick. Yeah, I, I thought I was gonna give you a hint. <laughs> well, I'm gonna ask s- for hints. I'm gonna say it's around one ten, one fifteen. I was going. I'm like just north of yeah. you know of a hundred. I don't think it's in that one twenty ish range. Um, I mean, it could be a hot ninety something, but I, I'm thinking one to one ten. Hey, hot 90 somethings are rare. Ni- but- <laughs> I'm all about hot, hot, hot 90 something. Whiskey guilt. tasting. Oh, yeah. Whiskey yeah. tasting out of context is so. It's so funny. Sexual and it's stuff like- so funny yeah. to me, dude. For those, oh. you know, on the audio, this, the, just sniffing it, it smells good. You know, mm, this smells um, just like a hot I'm gonna put, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna put a little on my tongue oh. and just see what happens. You know, <laughs> things like that. It's mm, this is a little dusty. You know, is there a little I mean, dickle in it? You know yeah. what I mean? It's inherently very, very mature. Right, mouth make sure that you thing. swish it around in your mouth as yeah. well. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this this one doesn't taste like it's been opened in a while. I mean, so this doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm also, yeah, so y'all, you do like, think about the person blinding. So I'm thinking about Eric. I don't think, like, I'm not getting being, I don't think it's anybody major. I'm not getting, a, I don't think I'm getting a beam thing. I don't think I'm getting like a Barton, again, that you that you taste in a lot of different source products and also in their own. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't taste like, heck, maybe a Buffalo Trace product. I don't know. Like, I could see this maybe being like, it, 
it's kind of missing that cherry note that Buffalo Trace yeah. typically has, though. I I almost want to go Four Roses, um, mm. but I don't like it's not quite there. But it's got some of those Four Roses characteristics, like that creaminess, a little bit of that spice bomb midway through the palate as well. Um, Does it feel I, younger? Not, yeah, not like two, I was three kinda, years old, but this is not like a ten-year-old. No, I was product, I was I thinking think. like six or seven-year-old. Yeah. So. Because there's a little tiny bit of like, I don't want to call it rough around the edges because that's a good age, but like it's just, it doesn't have that medicinal, Jesus. Just dip him in, just dip him in the glass. Just dip him head first. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. I will like, okay. We need to explain what's going, we need, we need to explain what's going on for a second. (laughs) Eric is playing with my Aiden English action figure. He's goofing (laughs) off. He's taking away the serious tasting that we're doing over here. But I will say, you can do whatever you want. You can post whatever pictures you want. You can goof off with that. You can take it. Out. I don't care. But only if you hollow it out and make it so you can pour whiskey in and make a shooter out of it. <laughs> so you can drink whiskey out of my head. If you do that, I don't care what what you do with it. This, this is my new my new like sneaky sample that I just yeah. with me. Like, that like, guy um, just really he just really loves his eight English action figure. Why yeah. does he keep kissing it on the head? Why is why is Eric's eight year old drunk right now? Like, oh, <laughs> that's the wrong figure. Crap, crap. No. <laughs> All right, so mm. how how are we doing here, Eric? Are we fairly you guys, close? Um, as far as age and proof, you guys are like right there like you're okay. like all over it you're all over it um you've not you've not mentioned anybody that's uh the actual distillery yeah so Which this is, isn't yeah. this isn't like sourced or anything this is from a particular place this is not sourced okay that's good Ooh. to know too yeah it's definitely like you said it's not one of those made it's that it's not turkey either that's something I'm, i sussed out too um i it, it makes me God, it, but it's been too long since I've had, especially like, it's not weeded. I'll tell no, you that much. definitely not. Yeah. It's definitely not a weeded. So it's a regular, it's a rye bourbon. Um, I don't know. What could it be like one of the older wilderness trails? I was kind of thinking that as well. Like don't they have like a six year ride bourbon or something like yeah, that? I know but, Eric's a big fan of their stuff. Could be a Willet. I'm looking at his hat. Maybe he's trying to give us a clue. Ooh, Eric is wearing could, a Willet It hat. could be a Willet. Could be, could be one of is their, this their. Is this their own distillate? This company, whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I mean, yeah, it could be one of a single one of those like yeah. six year, seven year single barrel Willets, potentially. I would, I would, I would be willing to walk walk in. I would be willing to lock in Willet here because it does kind of have that like butter toast note too that Eric likes to talk about oh, with Willet products. Okay. Um, I think we right, might just, have. I think we might have. I think it's time, yeah. All right, give it to us, big guy. Oh, there we go. There we go. Will it purple top? Yes. So this is a eight-year. Okay. 109.6. And this is the OG mash bill. This is a line share 2020. uh, Will it family state single barrel bourbon? Nice. And the reason I chose this is because I am a... As you can tell, I'm wearing the hat. I'm a big mark for Willet stuff. And I have had the same conversation with Matt and with Perry. And 
you two are both like in the camp of, you know, it's, it's, it's good, but I'm not chasing it. It's not that it's, it's hyped. It's overpriced and all that. So I wanted to find, see if I could get both of you to agree that one of my Willets was a good bottle. No, so. I do think this is really good, but, but again, what's the price on it? Yes. That I was just about to say 180. That's yeah, no way, way. Too, that's no way, way. not a chance. That's way too much this, for this. This was this was really nice, and that like that that and I, I'm sure you're with me on the same. That's what I've always said when they their stuff was nice, and like yeah. I, I got a I got a couple like uh, I got like a six year single barrel and a seven year single barrel, and I like like I always tell people I'm like I love when barrel proof is in that 100 to 115 range where mm-hmm. it's not like 140. Like I, I, right. I don't love 140 proof stuff. You know what? I don't love hazmat stuff. I like to have it full strength, full unfiltered strength, but be able to palate it and actually really sure. like without it frying my tongue. Yeah. So like, I love that. So I, I they were coming out with that and every, it was nice. And I was lucky enough yeah. to get them when they were first hitting the market. I got them through Benny's here and like, there wasn't really a market. I think it was like 70, 80 bucks. Sure. And like, for these yeah. single barrels, I'll, I'll do that every time. 70, yeah. 80 bucks for a, a you know, yeah. six to eight year single barrel cash drink sure. willet of their own distillate. I'll, I'll do that all day. Maybe, maybe, maybe a hundred bucks for like an eight night, something really nice. But man, you're talking 150 plus for a, something seven, eight years. Just, I mean, I know you, they, they, they have this great reputation from these incredible barrels that they had for so long and the wax tops and all that yeah. stuff. And I think, and I don't blame them for taking advantage of that. I'm like, hey, this is part of our branding and everything like that and going kind of premium. But brass tacks, like there's so much other stuff with to a, with a comparable palette, with a comparable taste for 50 yeah. bucks, 60 bucks out there and stuff. Um, I mean, I, I taste it. But, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't justify it myself, I guess. I mean, like th- this doesn't drink, I would say, any better or worse than like a Russell's single barrel. I mean, it, I find it to be very much within the same camp, just in terms of overall yeah. quality. Yeah. And I mean, I, I would, I would easily pick up a Russell's before I shelled out that much money. Um, but I, yeah, again, yeah, I agree with Matt. Thank you for letting us try. Yeah. You're, you're starting to look it's, it's more good. and more. You're starting to look pissed at us the longer I'm we go pissed. on about this. No, because I knew that's the reason I got this poor because I knew that that would be something you both would agree on because I, I know that I'm the outside guy on this one because I am the guy that if there's a will it pick, I'm going to pay that much. Yeah. That's just, that's just what I like. Um, you like what you like. No, that's yeah. absolutely true. But, that's one of the things I always hammer. But on, that 100%. was perfect. That was exactly why I picked this because I knew I talked about this with Perry before and Matt, and I wanted to see if you guys you were both came together for that like triple threat match where like, <laughs> you take the one guy out and yep. then now it's the two left. So no, I, but- I, I will say too, I think that anytime that lion's share gets a pick, it gets way overhyped. And, and usually their, their will it picks are, I mean like this, they're pretty good, but they are getting close to like $200 and it just becomes ridiculous. Yeah. But um, it's true. It's true. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but. but this is just the stuff I like to share this stuff with people um, yeah, because absolutely. it's yeah. just hard to get. And like you said, I like to see what people say about it and mission accomplished. I'm walking away. You guys finished the match. <laughs> well, I also like to find out what people have been drinking recently. So Matt, I'm going to ask you, what have you been drinking recently? So honestly, me, I've kept it very, I've been going down two paths. One, because I've been kind of on 
I don't want to say a full on like buying freeze, but it's just like, I I'm looking, I got to do literally, I probably will this spring do like a spring cleaning of my, yeah my closet here that I have. Cause I've, I've got a hundred and something bottles here. Most of them are open and there's gotta be at least 40 of them that I had one or two pours out of. Some of them were sent as like pr- promo bottles. Some of them were right. gifts. Some of them yeah. were things I took like a flyer on. I was like, Oh, I heard this might be good. And I had one or two pours and I haven't gone back. It doesn't mean it's necessarily like bad, bad. It just means like for whatever, I just, I got to take that as a sign for whatever reason, I'm not going back to that. And it's been right. two years or a year or whatever. Yeah. since yeah, I've of touched course. It. So um, I've been trying to freeze off from constantly picking up new bottles. So I'm like, let me go with back and work through some of these. I haven't touched to just kind of double ch- double check. Like, do I really not like this? Or has it just gotten away from me? Cause it fell into the back of my closet. Yeah. So I've been going through a lot of my older uh, stuff that I've been holding on to for a while. Um, I, but I do find like whenever I end up, I, I will burn. That's what I'm trying to find out now too. Cause I went through my first couple of years of just like collect everything. Yeah. Get yeah, the yeah, fancy absolutely. stuff. All right. Now I'm learning about the good cheap stuff. Just give me everything. And now I'm getting to that stage <laughs> of like what they always, what I was always told at the beginning, you find out what you really like. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'll, I'll still jump out for, for some special stuff now and then. So new riffs, I will burn through like a mother, like, and we're about to yes. go on a new riff whiskey mania four, which I've been doing for oh, four man. years now with a couple of my buddies. I've based That's out of awesome. Cincinnati. And Eric's been on one of those picks before. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we, we've just, we started doing them. And so we're going to do another one of those. Yeah. So like if I pop, I just popped them. I always keep one bottle of each one, but like at my last bottle of last year's pick and like, I, I, I burnt, it's like half gone in like a week. I'm like, I just burned through them. Just, <laughs> I, I understand. So good. They're in my wheelhouse yeah. of my, my flavor profile and proof and everything. Wild Turkey 101s will go in a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Yes, just because it's a such a good option and that I can burn through it because I can pick another one up for 25 bucks. You know what I mean? Right. Eric can attest um, to the fact that I am pretty much the same when it yeah. comes to like having something that I just love and it's like, I, just yeah. can't, I can't. And by the time it gets to like a couple ounces left in the bottle, I'm like, crap, what happened? Like I got it. <laughs> I got to put this one away for a little while or put it I'll into like this. my infinity bottle or something. Oh yeah. So uh, more interestingly to inter- interestingly to me lately, it's less about like, Oh, what have I been going through? Cause it's still kind of a smorgasbord, but like new riffs, wild Turkey products have been a staple for me. What I've really found interesting lately is what I've been avoiding Mm, like okay and again not not consciously like every time yeah. I, I go to the shelf i'm like mm, <laughs> maybe not i don't know i don't feel like yeah. that today and i've been doing it for months is bean products like i've got a ton wow, of great okay. great knob creek picks they are they're really good but like every time i reach for them i'm like i just i don't feel like maybe it's 120 proof i don't feel like drinking or sure my bookers i'm like uh, I, I don't know i'm just not feeling that profile the last several months right i mean bookers is in general, I mean, this is kind of tangentially related, but I just feel like Booker's, and we've talked about it on the podcast as well, has just declined in quality over the past couple of years. I mean, it's just not as good as it was in like 2018, 2019, well before that as Kentucky well. Chew. Kentucky Chew, I think, was the last batch that I really, really liked and probably bought multiple bottles of as well. But I think Country, I, Country Ham was the last one I got, and I kind of milk that, that one too was that 2019 or 20 that was ni- 19 it was okay. like one or it was like the third one of 19 i think oh hey there, there it is there's that kentucky chair I, I was like i had 
when you said like, oh yeah, I remember that one. I think I remember I sought this one out because I had it at a hotel bar in like Oklahoma. And I was like, oh, this is a nice one. Which one is it? And then the bartender showed me, it's like, oh, I got to see if I can find that. And I came across it in a store here in Illinois. And I was like, oh, thank God they had one. And so, yeah, I'm still, <laughs> that one's about halfway gone. Yeah, that was one, one of my, one of the few bookers I've actually sought out in recent years. Yeah. yeah. Eric, anything you've been drinking? Uh, let's see. Well, I got our Nulu picks in that we, yeah, did, we did with Total Wine. I tried those last night and they are all just as good as when we picked them. Um. This oh, this maple finish Ooh. is just something special. It is. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous. Um, and I actually found out last night that the 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 actual maple finish was suggested to Chase by Swan. <sighs> Swan. So Swan actually, who is our, uh, he's not really the former co-host, I guess, because he'll he'll be hopping back on from time to time, but. Um, he was at total wine here in Lexington and, uh, moved up to Greenwood, Indiana. Uh, and while he was here, he suggested to chase at Nulu that they try a, an experimental maple barrel finish. And, uh, I mean, we all tried it and it just blew us the heck away. I, I mean, yeah, it was a unanimous. Yeah. Straight it's up wild. How good it is. Um, so I had those and I, I, I got into my, uh, Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proofs the other day because I was pairing it with a uh, Girl Scout cookie. Um, the uh, the they don't call it they changed the name of it or the Samoan the you know it's the coconut Samoa the Samoa right? and they changed it to something yeah, that's else. Right. I don't remember what it was, but it's that one. And I found one of my Jack Daniels picks was straight up coconut man, like it was crazy. It was peanut butter coconut and I don't know. Like now, ever ever since I've trend, been trying not to drink the rest of that that pick. I don't even know, remember which one it was. I think it was right off the shelf. But I don't know. Coconut, not much. Not I don't get that much stuff. And that one yeah. just popped out coconut like crazy. So yeah, I think that's about it. Just pairing Girl Scout cookies with whatever I see see sitting around. <laughs> so it's that it's that time of year for you. It to, is uh, support the back, children. Get back on the support horse. Support your cavities. Support. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> don't support that. What are you doing with your cavities? Um, <laughs> You're supporting them. I'm making them stronger. I I'm making <laughs> the cavities I'm all... I have. I'm making them stronger. Good for you. Yeah. yeah well, we all just have aspirations. Just a lot, um, a lot, of, a lot of snacking. Just a lot of snacking going on. So we got our uh, our media samples for Barrel Bourbon Batch 31 the other day. So I've been checking that out a little bit. We also got the uh, barrel seagrass 16 sample and two. Um, Eric, I promise you, this is nothing like the, the barrel seagrass that you had so. a couple weeks ago that you hated. <laughs> you didn't like the seagrass. It he was did not instant like, it. like, he didn't like inst it at all. Instant, like pine all like cleaner. I, I mean, just, I, I haven't had it yet. I've heard just a lot of praise for it. I think I was one of the few that was like, ah, I just don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, this one i think you're gonna find to be i'm excited to try it yeah i'm looking forward to you trying it as well so matt mm. hi <laughs> first of all but <laughs> um i i want to of course talk about your your wrestling career but i think that it's impossible for us to 
on this bourbon podcast, not talk about your, your journey with whiskey and, and everything. And uh, I, I used to ask this question very, very frequently, especially with, uh, with new guests, but how did you get into bourbon? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the, the age old question. Um, honestly, so I, I've, I've, I've said this before and I think it's, every time I say it, I'm like, yep, that's, it's just, it's, it's absolutely true. I just, I wanted to drink like an adult. That's where it all stemmed from. Yeah. I remember being, this is before I met my wife or um, no, probably just afterward. I remember living alone and I, I did, I really first really got into cocktails. I was like, cause I was never, I was never a party guy. Like when I first started wrestling with WWE and everything, a lot of people, guys would go out on the weekend or on the off nights and stuff like that and hit the, the strip of bars in Tampa, Florida, where we were in developmental and everything like that. I did it a few times, man, it's just not my scene. I'm, I'm not a ground and pound party guy so it was like but i'm like i enjoy a drink so i'm like i got into like cocktails so i thought remember when i lived on my own uh in orlando when we moved everything to orlando went to the salvation army and they had this little like wine cabinet for like 50 bucks that was like half broken and i like force shoved it in my back seat and took it home <laughs> and like these, you know, hanging glasses for wine. It's sort of very thin and narrow. It totally stood out in my unpainted, barely furnished apartment. Like just didn't make any sense to be there. But, uh, so I wanted to get, like, I got cocktail stuff. Like I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to make myself like martinis and Manhattans and the cold fashion. I'm going to, I'm going to be a classy drinkers. I wanted I'm like, I just want to drink like an adult and stuff like that. But I, had no concept of drinking anything neat. That seemed insane at the time. And so was, yeah, so I got like, I got, I got like vermouth. I got like garnish fruit and all this stuff. And then of course I live alone and I don't entertain much and I don't have party. So like the vermouth went bad and like the fruit all went bad within like two <laughs> days. And I'm like, wait, do I got to go buy more of this? I made one cocktail. <laughs> I'm like this week, what am I, what the hell? So I literally, it, it, it also came out of like, all right, well, cocktails are fun, but unless I'm a bar serving a hundred of these a night, like I can't justify going and buying an entire bag of limes and, or like, and once you, you know, vermouth goes bad, all this stuff. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I know people drink this stuff straight and my dad loves scotch. So I'm like, all right, let me see if I can learn to do that. And so I, uh, I was like, I just need to do it for out of necessity. Cause it'll be, it'll be cheaper. It'll be easier right. supply wise. And um, I think I wasn't even thinking about what whiskey it was. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to do whiskey. My dad drinks scotch, which is whiskey. I didn't know the difference too much at the time. And I went to, I uh, remember I went to this ABC store and I saw Knob Creek and I'm like, I know that I've heard of that brand. I've seen that around and it was single barrel and it was 120 proof. And I'm like, that seems strong. So <laughs> if I can drink that, I can drink anything. Right. Um, so let's do that. So I literally, I was like, I sat on my couch with a can of uh, Coke Zero and a glass of whiskey, and I went, oh, <laughs> no, chased it, chased it with the Coke back and forth, trying to hold off on the chaser as long as I could until I, and I did that for months until I could finally just drink it neat on its own. I wasn't enjoying it, or like I right. kind of was, but I wasn't like tasting things. And then after that is when I was like, all right, well, let me, let me learn a little bit more. And I, you know, of course, Googling and online found, and that's when it all started to happen. Um, Reddit pages, Facebook groups found Bourboner, found things like Bourbon to the Bourbon Pursuit podcast and stuff yeah. like that. And I was like, oh, there's like a whole thing here. I'm like, this is like, 
whole niche. Like this is yeah. the way people are. This is when it, that was my light bulb moment where I was like, Oh, this is like a thing like, like video games or comic books or, you know, sci-fi, like people who are into like their niche, like that's, there's a whole thing here yeah. for people who are into whiskey and everything. So I'm like, let me get more into this. And then from there, it just started going to liquor stores. I was on the road and um, trying new bottles and find, again, finding out what I liked and um, getting to know people. And it just, it just totally snowballed from there. Did you have anybody like that, that was around you while you were wrestling that you were also kind of like bringing in and trying to get them to enjoy whiskey with you? Or was it just kind of you like on your own little journey? It was pretty much, it was pretty much me uh, all, all on my own. Eventually, I don't remember when it was, but I found out our ring announcer at the time, Greg Hudson, uh, who went by Greg Hamilton in WWE. He was, he lives in Cincinnati and uh, he, he was a big whiskey guy. Uh, he like again, he was a big scotch guy for a long time. And I started talking about the bourbons and stuff I was doing and everything. He's like, Oh, cool. We should talk about that. And then he started getting into bourbons. And from there we would, that's all we would talk about like every week at, at TV tapings and stuff like that. And we go, we go to like, uh, liquor stores and stuff together and we, or we trade picks and things. And then he was the one I started doing the whiskey mania picks with, uh, right. God, four years ago at this point. So, um, yeah, he would, he was probably occasionally got other people would like try, but then like, they, like they wouldn't, I think nobody nerded out like we did. Right. So it was like, like I remember the Usos told me like, man, okay. there's this whiskey bar, like in my hometown, like I got tried all these different, like two of these different kinds. It was really good. I was like, yeah. And like we talked about it like for like one or one or two weeks, and then like they never really brought it back up because I don't think they really <laughs> dove back into it. Seamus too, like he lo- he loves his Irish whiskey and stuff like that. Um, so we've chatted about that a few times, but it, mainly it was me and Greg who like really got into like the whole community and the deep side of it. Was it just kind of a natural like once you and, and I mean you were you know still kind of with the the WWE as you were starting up a lot of your stuff, but. Um, when when you were getting a lot of it started was it just kind of like in the back of your mind like i need something else once this is once this part of my life is over like some other kind of outlet to be creative or to have something to just you know even daily just find some kind of significant interest in yeah i mean i think i think that's part of one one thing i i'm at the you're heart of retired. it, I mean, you're not retired from wrestling. I want to yeah, say that yes, much. Yes, like, yeah, but I shouldn't, I shouldn't have implied that that is like in your past and nothing but your past. Right. No, no. But, but I hear what you're saying and you're, you're absolutely right. So it's two things. It's one, I, I like at the heart of it, like I'm, I'm like, I'm a dorky kid. I was a quiet, shy, yeah. nerdy kid. Again, I love, I love my video games. I loved um, like movies. I love wrestling, but even when it wasn't cool to love wrestling and stuff like that. So it was very much my own little thing. And it was kind of, like I said, a shy kind of shy kid kind of thing and yeah. so i do love having my like little niches to dive into mm. like when i find something i go all in i also have an, a problem where i can't just enjoy things like <laughs> like i do like i but i enjoy them so no, much i, I, I can literally I just be a, yeah. Yeah, yeah i can't just be a fan i have to do something with it yeah. again even if it's not like a quote-unquote career like i got to I can't just like, Oh, I'm going to be the guy. I just, I'm just going to like whiskey. No, I have to write about it and I have to tell people about it and I have to like nerd out about it and do things like that. Um, that was what, that's what happened to me with wrestling. I watched it. I fell in love with it. And I was like, well, I, how can I just sit here and watch this and not want to do it? So that's right. why I, that's why I did it. Yeah. But that said, 
just like you were saying, wrestling, when you get into it, and especially in the WWE, it's, it is so all-encompassing. You're truly, you're in a bubble. There is a wrestling bubble, yeah. and it's like, man. And there are some guys who are like, yeah, they're on the road four days a week, and they're wrestling every night, and then they come home. Guys like one of, one of my buddies, uh, um, Dax from FTR, formerly The Revival in WWE, Dude, he's one of those people, he will come home off the road and he will watch hours of Ricky Morton matches because it's just, it's that's it's in his blood. And don't get me wrong, I love wrestling too. But after a week on the road with it, I I, I gotta, I need, need to switch. Yeah. I need to switch. And a lot of people are like that. It's like, I love it. And when I'm there, I am locked in. I am all into it. But man, like, yeah, when I'm home, I, I like having other hobbies. So it was something outside of that that I could really dive into something new, a, a new frontier that I... I was learning too. I felt like I was learning yeah. something for the first time in a while. Cause I was, I was deep in the wrestling. I, not that I knew everything in wrestling, but like I had, I had a handle on it. And so this was a yeah. whole new thing to learn, learning histories of distilleries, what mash bills are, how the distillation process, how does this all work? It was very, very cool. So I was, uh, I interviewed Clay Risen uh, the other night. Who's an author. He writes for the New York times and he had a new book that just came out in December. And, um, one of the big things about this book is that it it just has like layers upon layers of information, just like the history of bourbon, you know, the distilleries as well. It even gets down to like cooperages and, you know, how the barrels are made and everything. And I made, made the point to him that like, it is, it, it, it invites people to just ask more questions about whiskey and ask more questions about bourbon. And it like, Every time I feel like every time that you learn something new about bourbon, your knowledge increases like tenfold. And like it just kind of keeps going and going and going. And there's so much to just learn more and more about the the deeper that you get into it. I mean, even as far as like, you know, uh, just ways to increase fermentation during the distillation process and like, you know, how long barrels actually sit out to, you know, get seasoned and everything. I mean, it's just like things you would never even think of. And it just, the more that like you get it, I mean, it's the same with any, you know, topic of interest, but I mean, there, there's something about bourbon, you know, it is so steeped <clears throat> in tradition and there are these, you know, aspects of it that are just constantly changing and constantly evolving. But at the same time, it's, it's very much rooted in heritage um, and just the, the different angles that you can go at with it i think um, what really got me too is branching off of what you're saying and it's one of the things i you know of anybody who's like tangentially into it i'm like what you, i think you're really falling in love with at least what i did is that like everything you just said it's this crazy there's so much involved in making a bottle of whiskey right that goes into that even even you know that 19 dollar bottle of, of jack daniel's black label you know what i mean old 97 yeah um there's so much God from the farm that grows the damn corn, you know, how do they do it? And where, what, what's, what's the nature of the soil? How much that influences than that? Then what, what does, what do they do with it? What kind of mashing process do they do? What kind of fermentation do they do? What, where, where in the state are they aging the barrels? What floor is it on? What wood is on the barrel? What proof are they distilling it at? What proof are they going into the barrel? All, all these things like a mathematical equation. Right. And, um, there's so, so any change, any one of those and the product in your bottle is different, which that blows my mind. It works yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. it all seems it's such a factory process, but at the same time, yeah, we change, you know, the seed of corn that we use 
keep everything else the same, it's going to taste a little different in a few years. You know what I mean? Jack Daniels right. is going to taste a little different. So that just blows my mind. I love that idea of like endless possibilities from every little thing. Yep. And yep. on that note, I'm going to get all like artistically and stuff here. Like it's to me, <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the, there's a lot of industries, but it's one of the really perfect blends of science and art and also just chance and nature yeah because yeah you can absolutely have the, you can have the perfect all those steps i just said locked in right we know exactly what where we're getting our ingredients it's grown the same way every time even though it's going to be different but like just in theory it's same same farm same style of corn we do the same thing with it we put it all in at the same it's all the same and all that can be locked in and if the four winters you age it are a little extra cold or a little less yeah. cold or you know what I mean? Or like one of your warehouses, you know, the, the aging, that, that idea, like the idea of like you do all this perfect scientific yep. calculation and then you go, okay, it's in, <laughs> it's in a warehouse kind of like what is something's, you know, you, we can work with it and you can blend different things, but it's like, we'll see what it's like in a few years. You just kind of give it up to nature yeah, And so it's the subjective culinary thing. It's this scientific, mathematical, precise process. And then it's also like one third, just we'll see what nature does <laughs> with it. Go. Here we go. Hopefully, <laughs> especially when you're a new distillery, hopefully yeah. it'll be good in a couple of years. That That's one of those things that I also find just endlessly fascinating about whiskey. I mean, it, it, and I think that that's what, you know, when, when I have to, and it's not as often anymore, but I, defend the amount of bottles that i have right um <laughs> we've but, all done that we've all yeah, had to exa do that. exactly yeah but <laughs> yeah just when i have to explain that you know well it, it's not the same across the board because there are so many little iterations and little changes and things that just yeah you're you're right you can get everything down to a t but i mean if it's an extremely hot summer and more of your alcohol or excuse me, more of your water evaporates and it leaves behind a higher proof whiskey, then, you know, that, that leads to a different product overall. And, yeah. you know, you can have the same exact mash bill at two different distilleries, but the wood that they actually use for their barrels, the oak they use for their barrels could be just slightly different or it could be in a different climate or, you know, just, yeah, the water could be different as well. I mean, there's just endless possibilities with it. And, and I find that so fascinating and so much fun to just, sit and go through different things and see who, you know, my, my taste lines up with, with blenders as well. And like people who may not be actually making uh, their own whiskey and just sourcing and, you know, going through that process as well. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm in that same, that same camp of like, I love the, the mystery behind it once it actually goes into the barrel and what's going to come out of it. Yeah, um, single single barrels were, were what, what got me, I mean, yeah, I've told, yeah. told you guys both that it was just getting that, that first time I got Russell's and they were two different barrels and I just, it blew my mind that these could be so different and they were the same thing. And that's what put me down the, the path. Eric, let me, let me, I was, I was just about to bring like that up. Did you, have you ever been on a pick where I remember, I think this was on a new riff pick for me where like we were tasting two different, like then they, they ended up, I think they told us afterward and we were like, oh, this one's like way sweeter. This one, and they're like, those two barrels were next to each other in the warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they didn't move for four years or whatever. Like, yeah, we, we don't rotate. Like, and I'm like, what? I'm like, they're in the same place. They just literally are next to each other. But 
the way it moved, the way whatever nature decided to interact with that wood versus this wood ver- is it's it's a little bit yeah. different. And I'm like, yeah, my right. head was just like, yep. what? I mean, that, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Like that's a like the wilderness trail pick with yeah. the. Um, I mean, it, it you know it was the same mash bill and everything. We had was it five different barrels, four different barrels, four or five, yeah, that we were tasting from. And there was one that Eric has since called Funky Nerds, which. <laughs> was uh, it was the wildest and yes he was able to uh persuade macaulay to let him bring some home um but it, it is one of the weirdest single barrels i have ever had yeah they were all the same life. like age everything like yep. it was it was crazy it was it was insane it was yep. insane eric i feel like i've asked a bunch of questions do you want to take over for I'll, a second oh my god i'll, I'll take over i'll take over <laughs> you know what i mean I know, I know. Um, Matt, so I'm going to switch to some wrestling questions. Sure. Just a little bit. Or kind of combine the two. Like, so, you know me, I'm I'm on social media with Instagram and all that stuff. And I, I feel like I see, like, a little bit of everything. And what do you think about fandom? Like, I feel like wrestling fans and whiskey fans and Star Wars fans and all that, they have that one group that's really like inviting everybody's nice. And then they have the toxic fans. Like, like <laughs> you see that too. Like even being on the inside with like wrestling and all that is that I feel like all the fandoms are just kind of the same. They're in the same. I don't know. Like they just mirror each other. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, so I, I try to have a little bit of an understanding, but you're, I mean, you're a hundred percent right at the end of the day. Um, Twitter is the best worst example of it. I think um, Instagram's on there too. Just, I mean, it's, you can, you're behind a keyboard. People can say whatever they want. And um, I noticed, yeah, it, it happens in whiskey. It happens a lot. Whiskey's not too bad. Like I've just, it, it's, it happens, but I feel like just the scale is much smaller compared to what I've seen. Wrestling is, it can be pretty bad. I'm even noticing now in like in, in video games, like the people who are like, dedicated to their game if like if the developer delays something one month it's pandemonium all of a sudden they're the worst creator in the world they so like it, or at least yeah. it seems like that on your timelines you're like oh my god like are the is you know microsoft the devil all of a sudden this month because there was a three-week delay on something <laughs> um and and stuff like so like and it can be a, it can be a mixed bag and so like i try i always i try to be the I was so inundated with it in wrestling. It comes from a pace, a place of, 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 of love. It, it is rooted. I mean, it, it gets distorted, but it is rooted in this. We love something so much. Um, and we care about it. And so when something that we don't like happens in it, our, a lot of people go with their gut, which maybe they shouldn't all the time. You should stop and think for a second, but they go with that and, and out comes a little bit of the toxic nature of it. And so like, well, I get it. And that's where things like, like, um, yeah, like toxicity, like gatekeeping is a huge problem too, yeah. that I hate in, in any, in any yeah. industry that whiskey, I see that a lot with, you know, Oh, you don't know what MGP is. You never heard of that. You know, get out of here. You don't know what a high ride. What do you, what I mean when I say high ride, Matt, it's like, let people in, let people yeah. learn You're, you know, tater. That's why one of the reasons I hate the word tater is I get, and I get it. I've used it too. And I get the idea of it. But people have turned it into such like almost like a weaponized yeah. term. 
where it's like some new guy who's excited to buy Blanton's and he spends 120 bucks on it. And he, all of a sudden he gets completely shit on online. It's like, I, I don't know. I, everybody was talking about, it. I wanted to try it. I'm like, there's a, there's a nice, or there's, I think there's always better ways to like educate people. If you're like, yeah, Hey, exactly. I, I know. Like think about this next time you go to the store or whatever like that. So and it happens in wrestling. It happens. It happens in gaming. It happens in, like you said, in sci-fi comic books, you know, anime, I'm sure, whatever, whatever your fandom yeah. is. Um, I do think, I think we need more people being on that inviting side. And I, yeah. like I said, I get it. It comes from a place of being dedicated. You want to, you, you love it so much. You put so much, so many years into it or so much time into something. Um, and you see somebody doing something different with it or not understanding all of it. And it's just, it, your gut makes you go like, screw you. Um, and you feel, you feel protective or insulted or whatever it is. But I think, yeah, any fan, and I get it. I'm that fan too, for a lot of things. Just take a second and, you know, breathe. And you got to think about one new people coming to the community. We want to get more, usually whatever it is, you want more people involved in whatever you're doing. You want that because it makes it makes the scene of whatever it is thrive. If you have more people into it, the way you are. Um, But I, I think, especially with fandom, I think it, especially in a lot of these like niche, niche things, people are very protective because like I said, they're kind of like me, like they feel, they felt outcasted from mainstream things. So like they latched onto this niche community. And when they, sometimes you even have that feeling of like, when all of a sudden it becomes popular, like bourbon has blown up in the last, for example, you know, yeah. last couple of years people get protective and all of a sudden it's like, well, what do you, you got? Nobody, none of you were here when, you know, when nobody was buying bourbon and when I can't right. be on the damn shelf, screw you, yeah. get yeah. away. You're all idiots. You're, you're taters, you're marks, you're whatever. Um, <laughs> and while I get the instinct, it's like, that, that's not going to help the industry. It's not going to help the scene. It's not going to help the community overall. Yeah. Uh, did it, did it take you when you started getting a little bit more famous with wrestling did you try to stay away from like reading online what, what people were saying about you? Did you want to read that? Did you just have to learn to like take the good and forget about the bad? Or how, how did you deal with that? Well, luckily people didn't really talk about me too much. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty easy. Uh, no, no. But um, I will say that I have, been, I've always been very good. I, I, I never shied away from it. I, I did. I, I read, like I read my Twitter. Some people are like, I never, ever read any, any, mentions any comments right some people just scroll with her i read it i i generally at the very least i kind of skim through everybody's and i i think i one thing i do i will say thank you to my parents and stuff who just while i was always a shy kid may not have always been the most confident i think i've always been good with letting things roll off my roll off my chest so like i oh and i've always also been able to see i've always been very good at like seeing the landscape for what it is like so like i never had some kind of inflated ego where it was going to be bruised if someone said you suck you're a jobber i'm like okay i know it's the internet i i I don't care i also am aware of like where i'm like i knew when i was on the lower part of the card i'm like people are like they're either gonna not talk about me or they're gonna they're gonna say things like that to me so i'm like i know that i know that's there whatever yeah, I know I've always been good with knowing who I am. And um, I think a big part of that was always grounding myself in my 
And I think this should go for everybody, whatever you are, whatever your career, even if your career is in like these niche communities that you're talking about, like you're making a career and create making content for whatever it is and stuff like that. Ground yourself in your real life. It's because if you're like, I do find I'm like, yeah. I'm not trying to put too much of a button on it, but like, if you're happy with, it doesn't, you don't have to have like a wife and kids if that's not for you, whatever it is. If you're happy with your home life, your family, your, your day to day, how you live, whatever it is. Um, then all that other stuff will, will be okay. Cause even when yeah. it's rough, you can take solace in whatever's at home. I don't care if it's your dog at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as you're like, Hey, like I, I'm, I'm happy in my home life. And I, I like, I'd like what I have here. Then even when your, your career, your, your passion, if they, even when that turns sour for a bit, it sucks, but it's like, all right, I, I have, this is my solace. This is my place. I mean, I, I can, speak to that because i've like my eric knows my professional life over the past like six months has just been tumultuous more than anything but the fact that you know we get to sit down every friday at noon and drink bourbon and record a podcast is like i mean that's that's what keeps me that's what keeps me going it i mean i have a wife and kid but like it, you know, just in terms cares of about yeah, exactly. Yeah, I realized that as it came out of my mouth, I probably should have put that genie back in the bottle. But, um, but I mean, like as as far as like you know, something that I I have just an immense passion for and so much excitement for, and like you know, it's late nights editing videos and podcasts and a lot of scheduling, and there's not really a you know a, a professional setting where you have healthcare and you have, you know, a steady 401k or income or anything with it. It's all very self-sustained, but like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I mean, it's just part of who I am at this point, four and a half years in to doing the show. And I, it, you know, I, maybe I should, I, I should probably back off this a little bit, but like the podcast is a bonus to, you know, also being a wife or being a wife, being a husband, and a and a father i mean like no, it, it's you know but, it's it's extra an extra level of like fulfillment yes and, and that was the other thing i was going to say too with with a lot of this stuff is i think with the, especially when you're getting into again we're talking about these things that have a fandom that have a community around them if you're if you're working in those spaces you mean we we're, we're all people who work and kind of involved with social media and stuff and you you do your success sometimes does kind of rise and fall with things like social media and attention and things yep. like that. But, and so when, if, when that wanes at certain times, if all your value is in like, Oh, you know, the show or whatever made this much money or, or hey, got this many clicks, this many views, if it's 100% tied to that, Oh, you'll be miserable. Oh, but, for sure. For sure. But if you can, you know, again, I, number one, I would say your real life, but what your what if whatever your work is or whatever your, your passion is, as long as you like doing the actual work of it, I think there's a lot of people who are like, I like, I want to be a pod, I, I want to have a podcast, a bourbon podcast, right? Well, it's like, okay, that's great. I, I know you love getting people all paying attention to your bourbon opinions, but I'm like, do you like sitting down to carving out the time to record it? Can you enjoy the process of arranging the time? Can you enjoy the process of editing it? Can you like? Yep. And it's not, I know it's not all fun, hundred percent, but if you're like, Hey, overall, I enjoy the work of putting all this stuff together and doing it. Cause here's the thing. There's going to be times when, yeah. When people are saying your, your thing sucks. Trust me. I get it all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's like, you know what? I know the people who do like it and I like doing the work to put this out there. Yep. 
So if you if you're enjoying that part of it, the work people don't see, you know what I mean, and the yeah. attention. Oh you're yeah, not, you're not getting attention for that. As long as you're having finding a love in that part of it and putting it all together and put putting it all out there, then you'll be able to roll with the wanes and the peaks and the valleys and everything like that, and you'll have much much more happy time. It, it's it's very much in in any sense, you know, when you put yourself out there, a lesson in how to be humble and just overall humility. I mean, like not everybody and and this is the thing that <clears throat> i i've been harping on i think more and more since the beginning of the pandemic but not everybody is wired the same way that you are right and not everybody is going to see things the way that you and i know that that's just like it should be common sense but like if you if you put an opinion out there and somebody comes back with the opposite of that and you say, I can't believe that you would think that or that you would feel that way. You're doing yourself a disservice by not allowing the chance to have open conversation and allowing yourself to grow in some ways as well to understand how other people think and other people feel. And I mean, yeah, nobody's going to like everything that you do 100% of the time. But if you are happy with it and you are confident in it and you put it out there and at the end of the day, you can say, I did my best today. That's okay. I mean, and if you don't, you wake up the next day and you try harder. Like, <laughs> absolutely. There, there's no other way around it. And, you know, it, it's probably just the older I get, the more I realize that that's how life is. But, it, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that people feel the need to, you know, bash on what you do. But at the same time, if you're doing it your own way and you're loving it, then who's to stop you you know 100%. if you're not hurting anybody yep absolutely <laughs> that's how it is but anyway sorry i think i took the reins there a little no, hard, but <laughs> no <laughs> that's a great conversation yeah it's it's something that we don't talk a whole lot a whole lot about either i guess in the, the bourbon community but you know of course we do say like drink what you like and enjoy what you like and you know get other people to try it as well but I, I don't know. I don't really feel like there's too much at least shaming of people liking particular products anymore. I know that of course there is gatekeeping, but I mean, that's that I feel like that's a completely different thing from like saying, Oh, I can't believe that you even like the antique one. Oh, seven. nobody's saying that, but you know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the fact that anybody would just downplay anything that your palate leans towards, which I think is really nice. I think that at that in, in that capacity, I mean, Bourbon can be a very inclusive community. It could be very exclusive as well, <laughs> but <laughs> in one way or another. Um, but I, it's, I think the threshold for entry is pretty low and pretty accessible for a lot of people. I agree yeah. with that. Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something like a play a little game with Matt here. Oh, go for it. Yeah. So I, I gave Matt a heads up. And uh, oh. so he... Oh, <laughs> that's okay. I was just sure where you were going. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to skip over snack pairings with you because I sent, I sent Matt a bunch of snacks and I just wanted him to enjoy them. I was like, we're not doing right. no pairings and we, you, you know, we can pair snacks all day on Instagram. Right. But I sent him a list of wrestlers and I want him to pair this wrestler with what whiskey he thinks either. Oh, I like this. Either compliments the wrestler or just, you know, it's a pairing whiskey yeah. and a wrestler. So, right. <laughs> and I got to say, uh, if you haven't checked out, 
uh, wrestling with whiskey on YouTube and the uh, straight shooting uh, episodes, by far one of my favorite things on the internet. I guess that's a, a tips and bits early for you, but <laughs> Matt Matt got wrestlers that maybe don't know much about whiskey or have never even drank it. He sent them samples and they had a conversation while they went through these samples and just watching people that you know are wrestlers and you've enjoyed watching their work and then seeing them either like a whiskey that you like or absolutely hate it is one of the best things ever like i swear that's one of my favorite favorite things on youtube is it's like uh, it's like hot ones but with whiskey yes exactly (laughs) that that was the impetus for it yes so check 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 those episodes out they're 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 just so good and it's there's just something about like when you find out like a you know a wrestler or an athlete or a, a movie star likes whiskey that you're automatically like i want to be their friend you know what i mean and like <laughs> it, it was cool it's been cool becoming friends with matt after you know following him through nxt and everything so we'll, we'll get mcconaughey on the podcast eventually <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> next in line yeah all right <laughs> okay let's see we're going to go classic here undertaker okay so yeah you, so you did you gave me a little heads up and like but i i didn't want to like sit and like have my answers prepared. Right, right. so i kind of, i looked him over i was like all right I, and i thought about it for a minute and so i had a few ideas for some of them but some of them i literally haven't even thought about since you sent me the list so taker was one of them i had i had a, a short think on and i'm like all right i think i've got a good one for this one. so taker mainstay been around forever right with wwe he's one of those guys who was who finally kind of just retired i think officially but not you know what's official in wrestling yeah. um but <laughs> as far as close as someone like the undertaker can but he's i mean we're talking like 30 plus years you know wrestling all, pretty much every single year i don't think um and stuff like that so class something classic um mainstay quality again always one of the top top performers as well so i thought i i i, I I wanted to, I'm like, all right, first got to find a brand. So I'm like, all right, in wrestling, especially in WWE, probably one of the longest tenured stars. So what's going to match that old Forrester. One of the, one of the only brands that's still around today was there through prohibition operating contiguously, all this stuff. So I'm like, okay, old Forrester and top quality. But here's, here's the kicker. We got it for me, especially the last, like, God, almost, probably almost close to like 10 years. We pretty much only saw him once a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, to me, Undertaker is like Old Forester birthday bourbon. Okay. It's, it's, it's a quality quality drink from a, there you know, go. been there forever with a company that's been there forever. He's, you know, he's a mainstay just like Old Forester has been, but he's that special one year, every, you know, every year WrestleMania release, you get to see something special um, and it's kind of a unique thing in itself. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Old Forester birthday bourbon is Undertaker. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, Orange Cassidy. Okay. I didn't really think much about Orange Cassidy, but um, so Orange Cassidy. Oh wait, I did a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think Orange Cassidy is one of those people. I mean, he's kind of new. He's been wrestling for a while, but like as far as the mainstream, you know, he's on AEW now. He's a little bit more widely known now, but he's brought that kind of like character-driven kind of like niche thing on the indies and now he's doing it on national television he's got this for those that don't know 
he has this kind of like slacker character. He literally wrestles with his hands in his jean pockets. <laughs> like he, like he's a slacker. Like, I don't really care. Like he does this little thing where he like kicks you lightly with his, his feet, but <laughs> at the, at the right moment, you know, he does, he fires up and he's done like dives and like hurricane Rana's with his hands in his pockets in his pocket. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And like, he keeps his sunglasses on sometimes. Like he just like, he's like cool guy, Steve. It's like, I don't care. I don't, whatever, dude. And he wrestles matches like that until like the proper moment, which is, it was like in a, you know, a bar full of a hundred people who were just like, this is weird and cool, but like, was it going to work on national TV? And it has, and he's been really successful. Right. So for him, I, 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 you know, I could have gone with some like super weird, like coarse hair kind of thing where it's like, <laughs> we're making it with smoked oats or something like that. But I wanted some coarse hair also went bankrupt. So I didn't really want to use that. <laughs> um, so for me, I, I found the closest I could do. I think New Riff. I like the nice. idea of New Riff on an old tradition. Orange Cassidy is this new riff on old, old school. You know, wrestling's been around forever, but he's kind of this new thing. So again, old, New Riff is kind of a newer company. Um, and they, they've come into the market into a very well-established, saturated market. And they've done very, very well. Yeah. I told you I love I burn through all their releases. They also do new very cool interesting things. I'm looking at, you know, they do 100% like chocolate malted rye and they're doing all these cool experimental stuff that's going to be coming out soon. So, um some uh new guy on the scene who's been very successful on a major stage, Orange Cassidy, New Riff. Nice. Uh John Cena. Cena. Dude, Cena is probably um I'm I think Cena's like Wild Turkey 101, man. Um, he's been there. All, he's always been there, right? Yeah. He was always around. He was he was in, in your front and center all the time. I know because he's such a top star, people would be like, why wouldn't he be like, like a pappy or something? But one, his character was always kind of like everyman-ish sort of yeah. thing. Um, and also, I think just like Wild Turkey 101, I think for a long time, yeah, it was always there, but people were always like, oh, 101? Like, oh, that's my cult. That's, that's a shitty, like, yeah. I shoot it back. I have bad memories of that. And, yeah. and I think with the rise of bourbon and with the rise of weed, people have like this, at least within our community, have this appreciation. Like, yeah, wild, 101, solid, oh, yeah. good oh, proof, yeah. well-aged, yeah. quality distillery, all this stuff. So Cena's like, and then in Cena's like, later part of his run i think people mm -hmm. finally were like oh wait he's actually good at wrestling like yeah. at the beginning they were like this guy's just forced down our throats he's not that very not that good he's nothing more than a promo and then i think towards the last couple of years we're like he's having these banger matches with like cm punk and aj styles yeah, and stuff and so people good. finally were like okay no he can he can go he is really really good so he's like he's like wild turkey one-on-one -on -one. always there oh. always reliable and people he finally getting appreciated years down the line can we sidebar for a second about cena sure. has he been dying his eyebrows over the past couple of years because it looks like he has been <laughs> possibly i don't know <laughs> like it, the the first time i think i noticed it was on the fast and furious poster or whatever it was like those character posters came out and i was like something looks different about him here are they are they lighter or darker darker okay i'll have to look i, I don't have any confirmation unfortunately but i should look I have a I have a Cena in in ring worn sweatband. Oh shoot! One of the that's cool. Yeah, he threw it over nice. towards us when he was at Rupp, and I've kept it ever since. He may have been trying to give it to my child. I took it. I don't care. <laughs> it's mine now. Hell yeah! Um, just a few more here. Um, Becky Lynch. 
Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Becky Lynch is on the list. Uh, so Becky Damn. Lynch, I mean, Irish whiskey. I mean, I know it's a cop out, but we'll go with Irish whiskey for the Irish last kicker. But, um, you know, I'm still learning and getting into Irish whiskey and stuff like that. I, my bad liquor memories are tied to like Jameson. So like <laughs> Irish whiskey is, is rough, can be rough for me. Cause I, yeah, that taste I does that. bring me back to that, those college days and stuff. Um, so that said, I've, I've had a really strong appreciation for a couple of brands of Irish whiskey. And a, a, I think Irish is also going to, is one of those brands in the next few years we're going to see even blow up even more. I really do. Um, but one of my favorites and one of those bottles, if you do like Irish whiskey at all, you're going to know what I'm talking about because she, she is awesome. So she's, she's Irish. She's, she's on fire. She's straight fire. She says she's, uh, she's very, very talented. I, I love her to death. Um, Red breast 12 year castrum. Ooh. That it's one of those it's powerful. Oh my gosh. Strong, absolutely, dude. Strong, fire. You know what I mean? Like, but it's an Irish whiskey. And like I said, I'm still getting into it, but that was one of those ones that just like boom. I was like, oh, it's so good. And she's so damn talented. So those two just go together so well to me. We got to see her at uh, Monday Night Raw in 2019, I think is when that was. Um, when they were at Raw. Did, were you there mm-hmm. for that, Eric? Yeah. Well, yes. I, didn't, I did not know that. Yes, I, w- I was. I was. We there. were at the same. We were at the same concert. We just didn't know that we were. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried, yeah, I try to hit up every time everybody's in town. But yeah. um, uh, two more. Adam Cole. This one was a tough one. I was. I was trying to think. What would fit Cole? So Cole is. Yeah, I don't think I even thought about this one. So you're going to see me riffing on this one. So Cole, one of those guys, he's been around forever. Um, you know, Ring of Honor, independent star, picked up by the big guys, right? WWE and now AEW really exploded between NXT and, and AEW. Uh, smaller, you know, smaller stature of a guy who's not some, somebody maybe nobody thought would be a main eventer kind of thing, you know, initially, but prove that wrong multiple times over um I'm, I'm like looking over at my closet here. i'm like what kind of brand somebody like small that has blown up big that nobody kind of really expected every you know all the mat other matches seem to be really solid um who would yeah who was kind of unexpected who kind of came out of nowhere you know what i'm gonna go with No, shoot. No, that doesn't make sense. But they, they have been around for a while. So it's not really out of nowhere. They just got their big break out of nowhere. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with something like a smoke wagon. Okay. Ooh. Right. Like, kind of, so That's like, the okay. same color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the colors of his, his logo. Like, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So again, smoke wagon's not been around forever. So like that part of it's hard to manage. But like something that is using... I mean, like they've got made so much waves with their MGP stock, um, but that I think they were a smaller company, but that they just blew the hell up at the right time, right? Yeah. And they got so much attention. And everything I've had from them, even though again, even though we, we all know it's it's from MGP and everything, it's man, every everything is solid in their lineup from their thirty dollar standard edition to their uncut, unfiltered to their awesome single barrels. Uh, the way they're blending it the stuff that they're getting is really, really good. And so like, it always delivers. And yeah. so like, it kind of just blew up 
and has and but has maintained that quality. So I'll go. I'll go with the smoke wagon. Nice. Um, last one. It was going to be Kenny Omega, but he's not on the show. You are. So I want to know. Ooh. I want you to pair yourself, your oh, wrestling God. style, or whatever. <laughs> Aiden um, English, Drama King, whatever you want to say. Pair yourself yeah. with a whiskey. So I think been around a little while. Not crazy on that. You know, I'm not some 20-year vet. Um, I've had a couple of like shining moments, but like I've never been like the main event guy, but I'm like one of the, you know, so I think in a lot in the mainstream minds, I'm just like, I'm one of those lower car guys. I was Rusev's buddy, blah, blah, blah. But I, 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 I had heard some really nice things from both peers and like really dedicated fans. Like I think I'm one of those people who have you really watched and you watch a lot of my like untelevised matches. Cause I've, I've, I've had a lot of really awesome stuff that I think you would appreciate me more. So I think I'm more of like inside the community appreciated, maybe not mainstream. Um, so like, while the, the world at large may not know the name, people who know, know. Right. So I'm going to show Peppy 23. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'm shit. so happy. That, was, that was so good. <laughs> That's like saying, which character would you be in Star Wars and saying, I'd be uh, Luke Skywalker. I'm going to say, I'm the yeah, right? Humbly, right just now. humbly. If I have to ever so humbly put it. Yeah, I'll put it. No. Um, right, this, right, for legit, this might sound like arrogant, but like knowing as much as they do about like just the wide, I'm going to say something like, like a four roses single barrel. Nice. Because yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, whenever I talk to people about whiskey, they don't know, like, Four Roses is a big brand. We all know it. Is. Like, and I think it's bigger maybe overseas, but like people here in America, they don't. Oh, Four Roses, what's that? Like, I know Jim yeah. Beam, I know Jack Daniels. Um, maybe maybe I've heard of something like an old Forester or you know, Evan Williams, obviously. But like Four Roses, they're big, they're known. So like, like people know my name, but like people who really know appreciate this, how good it is. Yeah. You're so like the what this sounds like is that you are like the wrestler's wrestler. And Four Roses Single Barrel is like the bourbon drinker's bourbon. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's where my mind went at, yeah. the, at the very least. It also made me think that you have like a really big fandom in like Japan or something that <laughs> we, don't, we don't really hear much <laughs> about. But and, and like you don't really know about it until you go over there and do a match. And there's just like, it's just crazy for yeah. you and everything. And people are coming, they're bringing their grandmas. They're bringing, you know, their best friend from college that they haven't talked to in years. They're like, you got to go see this guy. He's amazing. He's amazing. We got to go see him. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this is uh, maybe I'll just live in Japan. <laughs> since you since you like the deep dive we don't have to discuss this here but maybe for part two of the conversation you go home you figure tell me which recipe of single barrel you are oh, we'll, <laughs> oh okay. man all right god i haven't you even probably, had all 10 you probably wind up being an obso because that's oh. the one that they they use the most in the most different like iterations of it and you've been doing like so many yes, different I'm things very within. versatile you are or, or yes. the OESO, which is kind of like that. True. That really, really, if you know, you know, top yeah. Yeah. recipe. So <laughs> who's to say? I love that. I love that. Well, guys, I think it's a good time for us to move into the review portion of the show as well. 
And Eric provided us. Do you know what this is, Matt? Did he tell you what this is? Yes, he labeled it for me. Okay. Very interested. Um, I I have not had this. So this is Old Pepper Batch WT10. Um, Don't know if it's actually a source from Wild Turkey or not, but it's a 10-year bourbon, 117.8 proof. I mean, it kind of falls within the realm of what a turkey single barrel might be right at cast strength yep so yeah. i mean we'll we'll certainly see but this was from the old pepper distillery here in lexington uh and you said this was about a hundred dollars right Eric? yeah it was it was a hundred dollars uh we went down to the distillery district the other day um me and april always pop in and grab an old-fashioned at uh, uh old pepper and i saw this on the shelf because it stood out because it was red because Pretty much yeah. the only single barrels they had were their rise. And so I immediately was like, what is that? So um, they, they let me have a little shot glass sample of it. So I couldn't even hardly smell anything. So this is basically the first time I'm having it too. But yeah, I asked them. <laughs> All they could tell me was the owner found some barrels at an auction, locked them. They were 10 years old from Kentucky. And that's all they would tell me. So we also find his grandpappy's bourbon recipe up in the attic too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) they were just trying to sell me. They were trying to get me to go on a tour. And I'm like, I come here like once a month. Like y'all seen me before. I'm (laughs) I'm on the wall, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so yeah. It does say don't serve this man, but I'm still on the wall. It's very like snickerdoodly, like very cinnamony. It is very cinnamony. It, yes. So is the actual the actual batch name is WT10 on yeah, the bottle? It's WT10 batch WT10 right on. The I don't know if it's because you said. I mean, it reminds me of turkey a little bit. It it has that kind of like that Russell's like I yeah. get a lot of like when I drink Russell's I think red. Talked with yeah. talked with Perry about this. Like I see a lot of colors a lot of time, and it immediately yeah. reminds me of red. And the same with this, like kind of like a red red hot type cherry cinnamon i was gonna say cherry smell. cinnamon yeah is it i i'm kind of with you I, I see i see color when i when i smell and stuff like that yeah because sometimes it'll be like red or it'll be I, I think purple and then i start going grape mm-hmm. and plum and yep. all this stuff or it'll be lighter it'll be more citrus or yeah, yeah it, do, it, it it does lean towards like what maybe a single barrel of rare breed might be oh it's, yeah it's kind of what yeah yeah it does got a little bit more of a maybe a kick or a little bit more there than maybe just a normal Russell's or something like that. Yeah. So I just really, I really enjoy that nose though. Ooh. Oh, wow. Ooh. The finish on that is. Dude, yeah. It's, that is long, but it's peppery. Like, and it works. I love when I can taste. Oh my gosh it travel like <clears throat> from the front of your palate to the back uh-huh. a lot yeah. of the time it just punches one place and then dissipates that yeah. one actually rolls like spicy. oh yeah there's like pepper from the front to the back all the way down your throat there's this like little puff of flavor too once it hits like the very end of your palate and it starts to get back into the finish as yeah. well which is really really interesting and that's where it kind of like I'm starting to get more of like the cherry notes and there's like a little bit of a creaminess that shows up in there as well. And, um, this is a very interesting and complex, complex, excuse me, whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not, it's one of those where there's not just one thing just hits you and you're like, Oh, it, you know, it's like a Snickers or, you know, it's like a Twinkie, but this is like, 
so much on the back end, like you said. Finish is so good. Like Matt was saying, it just kind of coats everything. And mm-hmm. I get a lot more a lot more of that cherry cinnamon up front. Um yeah. right off the bat. So maybe a little chocolate in there. I don't know. Like I feel like there's mm. just a, a hint of like a dark chocolate. I like it though. I do too. There's something slightly musty that's coming through. Just a little kind of like kind of a a slightly dustier note that's that's popping up. It's super peppery. Yeah. Like black pepper baking spice. It's really, really interesting. I don't know. Like it 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 almost I feel like we're all taking a lot of time with it trying to figure out what the heck's going on here. But Mm -hmm. like it doesn't, and I mean, I can, I, it, it doesn't go like rye whiskey or Irish whiskey or anything. Like it definitely reads as a bourbon, but it's so unique in and of itself that like, I'm struggling to go where are the actual like bourbon things about it, you know, like yeah. the, the caramels are a little muted. The vanillas are a little muted. The oakiness is present, but it's not really like, nope. yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it, it's just a very real wow. Wow rail wounded is what i said wounded well rounded product but it, it just is it's very of itself i would say yeah. dude i keep going back to i literally just said it but like normally when something's really like again like spicy peppery and again spite for those one spice not burn i just i'm talking about the actual like peppery tingly spice in there Normally, when I get a, a sip of something like that, one or two in, whatever, my, my, I'm used to it, and it kind of it greatly dissipates. But every time I've sipped this, it's maintained like that same wash of like, it's just it, coating, mm-hmm. entirely palate coating from front to back. Yeah. That's, that's very, very, that's very, very nice. Yeah. And it was just one of those things that, like we were saying, like we didn't, I didn't even know they had it. Like, uh, just happened to have it there on the shelf. Like, it, I don't know. It's good. 100 bucks? 100 bucks, 10 years. I'd, so. I'd sp- yeah, it's 100 bucks on that. I mean, that seems to be, you know, if we're going off of like the old Fitz bottled and bond scheme, 10 bucks a year. 10 bucks a mm-hmm. year. I don't really have any, any problem with that. The, the longer that this is sitting, on my palate and the longer that the the finish is kind of dissipating it's starting to lean a little bit more like barton or old forester really i'm starting to pick up more banana notes Mm. throughout Mm. it which i wouldn't like if i wasn't paying attention to it this long i would have completely missed it but it is it is definitely present i still get a little bit a little bit more of the chocolate in there now but Man, I, I'm stuck on that that cherry and cinnamon. Like that's yeah. the, those yeah. are the notes that I can't get get around. Like those are just hitting me the most. Yeah, the cinnamon spice of it all. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do our uh, our full review of this. We have a system of nose, palate, finish, and price. Each category is out of five, and we scored up for a final score out of twenty. Matt, you're the guest, so I'm going to go ahead and let you <laughs> kick us off on this one. Out of five, what would you give the nose? Nose. I should have been thinking about that when I was nosing it, but um, man, it's all it's it's so solid. 
um, not is you know you got to think it's not amongst the best things I've ever knows because I mean if that's gonna be like a, I'm trying to think of some of the best knows I've ever that's a five. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna say three and a half. Really solid. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm just. Yeah, three and a half for nose. Eric, I'm pointing the wrong way again. Eric. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm probably on that too because it's a really good nose. Like, but I can think of stuff that like I've spent a little bit more time with, but. <sighs> I'm not mad at it. I'll tell you that. I'll probably say a 3.5 as well. I think that's good. A four to five to me is like one of the best noses. And this one is, it's getting there, but it's not quite there. I, I'm actually just slightly lower than you guys. I'm going for a three. Um, <clears throat> I While this is really enjoyable, I do feel like it's just very straight to the point though. Like I'm not... I'm not spending so much time with it that I'm going like, Oh, new things are happening every time that I go back to it. Um, and to be quite honest, I really do miss some of the more traditional bourbon notes, um, that are there. I'm not saying that everything has to have it, but I do think that this one would at least benefit from being, um, a, a little bit more traditional, I guess, just to kind of help, balance out some of the other flavors that are present. Uh, I do still enjoy it, but I think that it's really hard for me to like go past about uh, a three. So I'm going to stick with that palette wise though. Um, I think that's where it really starts to shine um, and it starts to pick up a little bit, but um, not by leaps and bounds. I'm going to give it a 3.5 on the palette. I was going to go, I was thinking about there. Because again, I, I was trying to make it. We're talking five is like the best, some of the best things you've ever tasted. Is this even at like a four level? I'm going to go 3.5 again for the palette. Um, just because, yeah, like I think you're right. What you hit it really home for me when you said, and I think because I think it's true of the palette too. It kind of, I'm not lingering too much on the initial taste of it all i'm not like oh my god every time i'm getting something new it's not that level yet it's really solid and what it has is really good and it hits hits quick and it hits there and you know what you're getting it's really nice but i'm not yeah like getting learning something new yeah every exactly single time. yeah there's yeah. nothing on it where i'm like oh i've never had that before yeah it, it's just like i can i can pick it out you know maybe but, there's yeah. something tucked away that like i don't have a name for but I think overall, yeah, it, it's just a pretty above it, average it, for sure. Yeah, it's a pretty familiar whiskey, I would say. Yeah, overall, Eric, uh, uh, I went, I went a three. I mean, it was kind of like it was kind of like the opposite with the nose on what Perry was saying. Like, I, I couldn't go back and get like the banana and the Bart note. I was just stuck on that one note on the palate, so it didn't really evolve much for me. It's still good. It's solid, right in the middle, like just a three. So. Well, I think the finish for me at the very least is where things really started to pick up and just really well represent uh, th this bourbon. Um, it, it's easily one of the more unique uh, finishes I've ever had. It is extremely long lasting as well. Um, a little bit of a Kentucky hug, not so much that, you know, it makes you feel like you might have heartburn later on or anything. Um, I actually really love the finish on this. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Mm, okay. Yeah. I was going to go, yeah, no, this that's for sure the shining moment 
are part of this pour is the finish. Um, I was, de- it was going at least a four. I don't know if I should go to four because I'm like, there, that is one thing I've, I've been focusing on a lot more as I've been tasting is finish as opposed to like nose or palate. Because normally nose is like the biggest thing to me. And I've been focusing a lot on finishes. And I found a lot, a lot on the market is a pretty mediocre finish. Like yeah. medium yeah. at best is what I get from yeah. a lot of products that I have on, uh, even on my shelf. Even if they're really good, it's like finish is like medium ish. It's, it's, it's nice. But having a really long, spicy, peppery, like tingly, evolving finish is pretty rare. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go four and a half on on that as well. That's that's yeah. the star of this pour. Yeah, yep. I'm just I'm I'm I wrote it down here. I'm agreeing with you both. Four point five. I think as soon as I tasted it, like it's almost like everything. I couldn't think about nothing but the finish. Like I was like, this, yeah, this absolutely. Is, this is this is an amazing finish. So yeah, I'm yep. just going to echo what you guys said. Four point five. <clears throat> Price is the only thing where I'm kind of like debating a little bit, but I do think that as far as like the merit of this product goes, I think it's there. I, I've been going first the last couple of rounds. I'll let you guys go first on the on the price this time. Yeah, it's, it's, so I always try to balance what is it. What do I think something should be worth? Right, versus you know from from prices I've seen before. This whole thing is subjective. I mean, it's oh, literally just a subjective. I know. It all comes review. back to the guy who pays one hundred and eighty dollars. No, 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 no. But but that said, I'm like I also always try to be very cognizant of like I'm like, hey, you know what I mean? We're in a different time. Yeah. Where like the market has changed, and so I you have, you can't ignore that. Like so, people are like, I right, what the hell? I could get. That ten-year bottle and bond, freaking uh, McKenna, McKenna for yeah. thirty bucks. I'm never spending anything more than that for a ten-year. It's like, all right, well then you're never gonna get one, okay? So <laughs> it, it, you have to read the room. You have to like, you have to go roll with the times a little bit. It's like the people who freaked out over the forty dollars uh, seven-year Heaven Hill, right? When it came back, right, seven yeah, years. yeah, like, yeah. I know it sucks. It used to be twelve, thirteen dollars, but. But that's still such a good value for what it is. Yeah, in today's market, you have to, business-wise, it just, you're still getting a pretty damn good value for an age-stated, bonded, blah, blah, blah. That's not the point of this. So $100 for this 10-year cash-strength single barrel, right? It says batch, so I don't know. Okay, okay, never mind. I I thought it doesn't matter. A 10-year cash-strength blend is probably not a huge batch of barrels. It's all, you yeah. know, it's from a not gigantic story. So their scale is so like, I don't know. I, for me, not everybody cares about that. I take that into consideration because I, yeah. for a really small guy, I understand the premium. I think so they like, said three barrels, three barrels. Man, I mean, a hundred bucks for a very, very, very small batch is really, really nice. Um, price, in, considering probably what they could charge, I'm going to go four. I'm going to go four out of five. I think it's reasonable. I'm, I'm in the same boat, the exact same boat. I gave I gave it a four as well, only because I would probably knock this up a little bit more if you're going to knock little... this bottle up. <laughs> I don't think we can have you Shame. on the podcast. Okay, I like this bottle a lot. Okay, <laughs> maybe 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 Matt, she... Matt just like <laughs> straight up just shamed me. <laughs> just... <laughs> eleven out of ten. She's eleven out of ten, baby. No, no, I would have knocked my score up on the price if i if they were a little bit more transparent like if like they were okay. like hey we yep. s- that's a good that. point yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If, and i'm not saying that that's going to change how it tastes it's not i'm right. just saying like 
I feel it is nice yeah. to know. I feel a little different paying a little bit more for, you know, what if this is a 10 year wild turkey product? Like I love wild turkey. So I'm like, oh, or what if this is just some random 10 year thing? We don't know. I don't know. I probably would went up even more if I, I would have had a little bit more info on where it came from. But other than that, 10 year barrel strength Kentucky bourbon for a hundred bucks is a great deal. I mean, I would buy this probably before Michter's Michter's 10. If I was comparing oh, a ten year old oh, all day, all day long, hundred yeah. percent. So I, I think that that's one hundred and fifty dollars or whatever. So that's been the thing that I feel like we've talked about or heard the most about recently. That Mictor's ten is no longer worth the premium, yeah, Matt, or that it, it, even if it ever it, really it, yeah. has been, like it, it just is the most average premium <laughs> bourbon on the market. It's a shame, dude. It's such a shame because. I wanted to like it. And the first time I ever had it, I was over at Chad and Sarah's house and I just gotten done filming an episode with them. And Chad was like, you know, he's got just an insane collection of stuff. And I was, he was like, what do you want to try? You know, is there anything that comes, comes out at you? And I was like, I don't know, man, you pick for me. And he pulled out Michter's 10 and I was just, and this was like early in my bourbon journey too. And I tried it and I was like, I just don't think it's that, like, I don't know. Like there's something that's missing about it. And it's it just, I wish that that whiskey were better than it is. If they put it like, I'm, it wouldn't solve it. I don't, I still think I would probably argue with myself over the value, but if, if and I, I never want to be this, this guy, this not, if they put it up, <laughs> but if, if they put it up, Mixer's 10 cash strength. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I'd pay a hundred. I'd, I'd probably pay 120 bucks for it. 130 bucks for it. Maybe. Yeah. In, in, but that said, um, Mixer's 10 rye. Mick, exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. It lights out pretty yes. freaking good. That is yeah. that is always inevitably where the conversation goes. Yeah. That yep. the bourbon is okay, but have you had the rye? Because that's the thing that really like should be the focus for everybody. You don't that see hardly any 10-year ryes like no just, kidding. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I think of Mictor's rye, Mictor's 10-year rye, excuse me, the same way that I think about Booker's rye. That Booker, I don't know if you guys have ever had Booker's Rye. I have not had the pleasure. I've heard amazing things. I I mean, it is easily my top 10 whiskey experiences. It's on my list of what I got to try. Must try before I die. It is one of, Mm -hmm. no, I absolutely think it's one of those top 10 whiskeys you need to try before you die. Um, Circling back though, sorry. I I will also give the price of four on this. I like everything that it is just on, on the surface level. Once you actually get into it, though, I wish that it was just see, I, I agree with you, Eric, that it could be a little bit more transparent as to what's actually gone into it. But I would just like to see it be a little bit more just as a product in general. Like yeah. I just want or specifically rather, um, I just want it to feel more like a classic bourbon with all of these extra little bits and bobs about it. But all that being said, I mean, this is straight up like one of the better values that you're going to get on the market. And my brain did immediately go to McKenna 10 as well. Like that's, you know, been the benchmark for us for so long of like, what is a real solid value and, you know, a 10 year single barrel bottle and bond, but I mean, you can't get it anymore. So you can't really use that argument. Um, But I mean, if you're looking at, it's not cast strength, but like Russell's 10 year is a very, very yeah. solid product at $35 a bottle. I mean, and you know, if you're not willing to shell out 
a hundred bucks for a 10 year bourbon, there is definitely a cheaper alternative for it. But there, I think that in many ways you are paying for the premium of owning this bottle of experiencing this bottle. Um, so if the whiskey was better, I would bump it up to a five more than likely, but I think four is a very solid, uh, rating for this. So I think my final score is a 15 out of 20. So that's the same I have. Yeah. I think we all had around the same score. Probably. Uh, what did I say? Three and a half, three and a half, four. So I had 11, right? Well, 15 after your price. Oh, score value. Oh, value, value. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep, yep. 15. <laughs> I, 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 I kept thinking about just, yeah, just palette yeah. nose and finish. But yeah, yeah. 15. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you're around Lexington and you want to stop in pepper and pick up a bottle, I don't see any reason not to. I mean, you can even try it literally before you. Yeah. Buy it. They'll let you try. So, I won't shame you. Like I shamed Eric. For his... <laughs> we will not shame you for buying this bottle just for what you do with it. But, but do send, do, do send yeah, Matt a screenshot of you with a crotch shot of your newly acquired pepper bottle. Send me all the crotch shots you want. As long as you send a sample. <laughs> I'm going to regret saying that maybe, but I'm going to get some good whiskey. What sample are you talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, come on. <laughs> what? I'm being, I'm just saying, man. I'm not trying to have any kids over here. You're offending our guest, Eric. <laughs> oh, he did that before we even started. Uh, well, well, that's, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Hey, uh, both of you, both of you knew what you were doing when you got in this with me because oh, that's this guy true. took this that's guy. True. Took me on barrel picks and put me on his YouTube. This guy puts me on a podcast. Like you guys know, Actually, we got no one to blame but ourselves. Yes. Oh no, 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 no. I, I assume I assume full responsibility for the life decisions that I've made. Um, I do think it's time for some tips and bits, though, before we wrap things up. So, uh, guys, what do you have to recommend to the listeners this week? Yes, uh, Matt, you go first. Do you know what tips and bits is? No. <laughs> mm. Tips and bits. What are we doing? I guess I should have explained. What are so, we doing? <laughs> so this is our, our recommendation section of the, the show. Um, it's not all it like it's not strictly whiskey related. I mean, usually it's like TV shows or movies or video games or whatever, something yeah. you've been enjoying. Um, but something to the watch or have while you're having your whiskey or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So do you do you need Eric to go first though? After no, no, no. That, that, that's, that's fine. <laughs> that that's actually it down. <laughs> so you're talking about the things that I'm watching. You know, this will tie into kind of some of the stuff we, we've been talking about as well. One thing, if you haven't been watching, which I think a lot of people have been, but I would uh, highly recommend, and it's very enjoyable, enjoyable while having a sip of whiskey. Uh, John Cena's Peacemaker. Oh yes. yeah, is awesome. It's so it's good, so dude. weird and funny, <laughs> and, but it's dark and kind of like tragic too. Yeah, yeah. but like it, it it mixes all these like genres together and it does it well. James Gunn, he, who did like the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad movies, is so good at balancing yeah the humor with like real real stuff and like seriousness yeah. and everything like that. And uh. I'm like me and my wife for both time because we've we've obviously both have not we're not like best friends but we both know John and we've met John before. Sure. So we were both watching like the latest episode last night and we're like, is it weird that like I feel proud of John? Because <laughs> no, I, I think you, you should. He's awesome. He's coming from wrestling, which has always been very like stigmatized and like yeah. put in a bubble, and like he just like Dwayne, but just like The Rock, like he's broken out of that and done very Dwayne. well. Um, I'm sorry. Just hearing hearing you not call Dwayne. just calling him Dwayne. Like, yeah, we actually had dinner last week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been not been quite really known as the Rock. 
well, on I its mean, own. That's, I know that's or, true, but it's just it is funny to hear. I know. Hear I, know. In, I did in, it on like purpose. That circle. I totally did it on purpose. I love it though. <laughs> I think it's great. It, it's just really cool to hear it, like you know people talk about these idols as people i mean that's well, what, yeah. what's really important the rock uh, i've met i've literally like shook his hand twice that was it and then, but john <laughs> cena I, I i've had conversations with and i've actually spent a little bit of time with so no it's it's very cool i like there is there's this kind of like personal like hell yeah man and yeah. because i know like he's not some asshole who was like a jerk sure. to people like he was really nice to everyone back he was he was such a good guy in wwe like i can't say enough good things about him as just as a as a worker, as a, as a human, as a, as a, as a professional and everything like that. So it, it, it's fun when you see good people doing good stuff. And, and the show, like you said, the show is just awesome. So if it's you haven't so watched good, it, man. watch it. I, I will say watching this last episode, I felt like we finally saw John Cena as an actor truly, yeah. truly succeed. I mean, yeah. I, I have never, and aside from, you know, the the highs of emotions i have never seen him act with such you know depth and gravitas of of emotion as he did what i love about it and this like i don't mean to belabor the point but what makes it such a an interesting exercise is yeah i 100 agree and like again me and my wife both kind of felt it watching the newest one that's hard to do, given the absurdity of the situation. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, absolutely. This isn't, this isn't some period drama where everybody's serious and every, every word is, is, is rife with it. This is weird, wild shit going on. Like <laughs> he's got a that, pet Eagle for crying yeah, out. That shouldn't be, like he shouldn't be serious. The worst person in the world. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but they're all in costumes and there's lasers and they're like, yeah, there's an Eagle hugging people. And like, it, it's all absurd. But but in the in the right moments you you're you're choked up you're 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 really feeling this stuff so I'm yeah. like bravo again to the people writing it putting it together to John it just, it it, it does hit it's everything so well does does yeah. Cena drink whiskey oh yeah yeah I used to hear I never he drank with him fashion, doesn't he? Like, I like so I hear he when he used to like have people travel with him on his bus he would like they would Jack Daniels was the bottle that was here one day gone gone by the morning and eric uh, we got it we got to work on getting cena on the show now i don't even know if i can get baron corbin on the show i mean <laughs> hey we'll, we'll shoot for the it. stars have shoot you seen the, the new stars. corbin whiskey by the way i'm like we got to get him to drink it oh yes it's like it's I like mean, corbin county or what I, 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 I literally just saw somebody post about it the other day it's like some <laughs> new brand it's like from corbin kentucky i think yeah, i imagine right. It's some small brand, but I'm like, oh, we got to do some kind of synergy. Here. <laughs> right. Some yep. synergy. But Cena, that that character Peacemaker is like when when I think of Deadpool, I see Ryan Reynolds now. Yeah. When I think of Wolverine, I see Hugh Jackman. I, nobody can ever take Peacemaker away from Cena. Like yeah. that he that's him. Like yep. I don't know. Like I, I I've talked about it before too. Like it's it's a great show. So. Should should we address the uh, the rancor sized elephant in the room as well? Or I was going to say, I, I I feel like I want to do a deep dive on like the whole boat book of Boba Fett. Let's, I don't know let, if we have time to do. Well, that. let's let's do our our general thoughts about it because the season finale for Book of Boba Fett just came out. Mm-hmm. 
have you watched it yet matt yes yeah yeah okay okay so we're not we're not going to spoil anything but i I would be fun eric let's let's plan on doing like a bonus episode to come out maybe like next week or something where we take our little deep dive into the series as a whole but thoughts about the like the finale at the very least i i think that that was the best mix of an episode that we had like yeah for sure I still hate punk rock tattooing. Those kids need to get old speeders and they need to get normal tattooing clothes. That put that aside. Mm. But they were really good in this episode. Though, um, I will yeah, say. Yes. They, they the actors and stuff I'm fine with, except that yeah. little spin spin move that guy did that was unnecessary. <laughs> um, but I think this was a great way to bring Mando in and put Boba in, and I finally got to see Boba being a fucking badass. He's got knee rockets. He's got his jet pack. You've got every weapon you can oh, do with Boba. Dude. That and, shot of him like crossing yeah. fires, like he shoots one from his wrist and the other from yeah. his knee. And it's do just you, so do you do you all think they could have, with a little bit of tweaking, they could have took this episode and made it episode five. And then the last two episodes be the Mandalorian episodes. And it kind of leads into like it, no i don't think I, it would have uh, worked i don't think it would have worked as well okay i, I was like, thinking there's enough like going on that i'm like oh then he flies off and he goes and finds grogu and all this stuff but but i think you needed it as like look i i i am with the people i'm like i thought it was weird enough that you had an entire episode of the boba fett show that didn't have boba fett yeah yeah not even like a cutback to like what's he doing getting ready for this this siege and and it, yeah it just, it was like Mandalorian. It was this whole series kind of yeah. felt almost like Mandalorian part well, two. They should just in call a way. it Star Wars. They should just call it Star Wars. Yeah, the a little show. bit. It was the same vibe. It was the same like music kind of thing. So, like, it, yeah, I mean, it's all the same people. I know it's John Favreau and everything. But um, no, because I think if it only worked as like an interlude. Yeah. Because like, I agree. If you would have ended the first Boba Fett series with zero Boba Fett, it would have been like. Is this just a prequel to the next Mandalorian season? <laughs> yeah, makes sense. At, at least yeah. you have it as an interlude, and then everything we all, we're all together for the for the finale at right. least. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, it would have been so hard to like leave. I think the only way that what you are talking about would have worked is if they had left off those two episodes essentially, and they opened up Mandalorian season three with flashbacks. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like, and okay. that's how we, but, but not as like the end of the book of Boba Fett, like Matt said, right. yeah. the, the first season. But I, I just think that this is further proof that the biggest flaw in the book of Boba Fett is the fact that it feels directionless. You know, it, it was, it, despite the fact that it was a character that so many people held in such high regard, it was handled so benignly. I, that's even a word but like he it, it was just like kind of throwing things at the wall to see what sticks and then halfway through they were like we don't have time to redo any of this let's just put Din Djarin back in and <laughs> have have Luke Skywalker and Grogu show back up like it, it just I don't know I think that its biggest sin is that exists which is a sad thing to say about this series that should have been so cool and people should have just fallen in love with but it needed just a little bit of a further push i i 
you the know people who, who are yes. the most critical of Star Wars are the people who love Star Wars. Right. I mean, that's, that's that the comes biggest... back to what we're anybody <laughs> with anything. Yeah. The, the people who are the most critical are the people who love it and dedicate exactly. the most yeah. attention I, and time to it. Yeah. I just think that as if we're talking about the finale itself, though, I think that was a great wrap up because it gave you a little bit of everything. And it made me feel like a little kid because I'm pretty sure at one point when I was a child, I took my Boba Fett figure and I probably put it on a Rancor and I sure. walked it around, uh, you know, I walked it around my bedroom and just blasted stuff while on a Rancor. It just made me feel like a little kid seeing him ride a Rancor. And I know that's probably a throwback to like the Christmas special where Boba Fett's on like that oh, dino- yeah. dinosaur thing. <laughs> yeah. But to me, like it was like, we're just we're making this for everybody that grew up watching Star Wars. Here you go, Boba Fett's on a giant monster. So, yeah. more more about our thoughts to come on uh, yeah. the Book of Boba Fett. I, I but, could deep dive on that. Oh, we could take a long time with it. But I, uh, I, if you watched my um, Instagram story the other day, I finally got around to watching season three of Stranger Things. Um, and my, I, I started watching it in the middle of the day on Wednesday and it, I, I watched it for long enough that my daughter needed a nap. And right before she took a nap, she stole the remote from me. And I didn't think that I had been watching long enough to get the, are you still watching message to pop up from <laughs> Netflix? And it, <laughs> it popped up and I out loud, there's nobody else around my daughter sleeping. And I go, Oh no, I completely forgot about this. <laughs> and good. I was on the season finale. It was the very beginning of the season finale. And I finally finished it, it up today. But um, I, I, I've been, I guess I've been told for so long that I needed to watch season three, that it got hyped up a little bit too much for me. Um, because I, I don't think that that show is ever going to be as good as its first season was. Am I am I kind of off base with that? But it, or, you know. I think I think they're all solid, but I think like that show, that first season, it really hit me the most because we didn't have a show like that, and like like sure. I just remember that first se- the feeling of the first season will probably make it more special to me than the rest of the seasons. Not saying right. either one of them is better than the other. I think they're just solid throughout. But like I think the feeling of that this show, the show is like awesome. Like that that's the feeling I get when I think of season one. So I haven't seen any of it, so I don't know. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> never mind. It it just, yeah, I know, that was yeah. one thing I just never jumped on for whatever it's reason. In, yeah. It's inconsequential to you, though. Yeah. But um, I think that's all I really have. I, I keep trying to start playing uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, but I, oh, yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I started it once just to make sure that like my Twitch setup was okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to wait and I'm going to start streaming it on Twitch for real. And then I did start and everything was operating like in my system at like 15 frames a second. I was like, I can't stream this. Like (laughs) I can't, I can't put anybody through watching this. So hopefully by the time this, uh, this episode drops, I'll at least be a little bit of the ways into it, but it looks beautiful. I mean, it's just a gorgeous looking game. So I'm, I'm hoping that it, lives up to my I've, I've now played through the intro i think three times so <laughs> hopefully once i actually get into it it'll be worth the long long wait it's it's been <laughs> there you but, go. all right well matt i think that about does it for this episode thank you so much for sitting down with us man this has been awesome dude it's absolutely so thank you thank you so much for having me this was a 
this is a blast. I'll always make good time for good whiskey people. And uh, when when you find them, it, it, it don't feel like nothing but just oh. friends hanging out. So I love it. Yeah. Well, next time you're in uh, Lexington or Lexington adjacent, let us know as well. And we'll uh, we'll have to sit down and have a couple drinks with you. Hell yeah. Yep. So where can people find you on social media? Where are all your plugs and whatnot for people to follow up with you on? Yeah, no, I mean, we kind of mentioned it before, uh, but... I mean, pretty much look up Wrestling With Whiskey or Drama King Matt on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Twitch, TikTok. You'll find me on all of those, all of those good old fashioned things. Um, and uh, yeah, literally just look up Wrestling With Whiskey or Drama King Matt on all social media and you will find me. Eric, you want to bring us home? I'll bring us home. I do want to say, if you're listening and you want to watch one of Matt's matches... <sighs> I have to recommend you watch NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, the first one. Um, Matt is in the Tag Team Championship, and I'll just spoil it for you. They win. Um, That whole card, that was one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. Yes. You've got Balor and Owens. You've got uh, Joe and Corbin. You've got you. uh, Who who was you? Blake and Murphy. Blake and Murphy. Um, You've got... Is that the one with Breeze? Breeze, Breeze and Liger, Liger is on yeah. there. Such a great show. Just if you want to watch a good, just solid. Bailey and Sasha. I got a show. Bailey and Sasha for the dynamite. The, title yeah, match. the NXT Women's Championship there. Um, it's a, it's just a great pay per view, and it's one of my favorite matches that uh, you had. And uh, I'm oh, just gonna yeah. recommend that. I should have put that in tips and bits. I don't even know. He's what not I'm just doing a right friend. Now. He's also a fan. I am. <laughs> it's one of those, just like I said, it's awesome when you become friends with somebody you watch and you drink whiskey with them. Like it's it's just the coolest. So NXT. I mean, let me let me say too that two things. One, I gotta be honest, I, I like I growing up was not a big wrestling fan. And the first time I had ever really heard of you was when you were on the podcast. And I was like, Oh, this is really cool. There's a guy in this world that, you know, rest, my dad's a big wrestling fan. And I I was like we got to get him on the show sometime. And like the first time I reached out to you, you were like, dude, I would absolutely love to be on the show. I'm actually a fan. And I was like, what? <laughs> that that just like blew my mind the first time that we, we talked, but anyway, it's really cool to yes. finally have gotten you on the show. Hell yeah. No, it was a blast. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, you want to support the show, go to Patreon backslash my bourbon podcast. Uh, we got bills to pay. There's stuff we need support with. Just go join for as little as a dollar a month or five extra dollars. You can get the uncut stuff where I cuss and Perry doesn't have to edit it and he doesn't take out the stupid stuff I say. You can hear me full, uncut, barrel proof, whatever you want to say. I got to be honest with you, though, man. This week's pretty much, I mean, already straightforward. Yeah. I just got to listen through and make sure I'm not, you know burping or anything <laughs> <laughs> if you want to send us an email with a question a comment or you want to send some samples put on the show this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com uh we got some merch at bourbon shop.threadless.com if you want some whiskey mutant merch it's uh, whiskey mutant at my shopify.com if you want to call in and leave a voicemail where we uh listen to you say something to us or talk about us and we'll talk about you on the air 859-428-8253. And then all the social media places, it's My Bourbon Pod. You can join the Facebook group. 
it's my bourbon podcast facebook group follow on instagram twitter um you can follow me at whiskey mutant uh, follow perry p ritter 1792 and youtube every thursday at eight perry goes live i join him about once a month it's this is my bourbon podcast on youtube so and I even stream when I've got COVID. So there you go. <laughs> if you that's not commitment to the bit through a stream, <laughs> it's the safest way to hang out with your friends every <laughs> Thursday night. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening this week, Matt. Once again, thank you so much for joining us next week. We've got the interview that I mentioned previously with Clay Risen. We're going to be talking about his new book, Bourbon. I, I can't remember the full title, so <laughs> we'll catch up. We'll catch it. It's called Bourbon, basically. There's a subtitle as well. But we will see you guys real soon. Until then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And I'm the drama king. Ooh. Also Matt. <laughs> also Matt. <laughs> and this is my Bourbon Podcast. <laughs>